Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondozo. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are in good spirits and health. People in our community are struggling. Leading in a business can be lonely. And with added COVID-19 stresses and social distancing, there's value in hearing from leaders facing and solving unprecedented challenges. Our next guest on CADA's 20 Leaders in 20 Days Virtual Shift is Shireen Bensvi-Miller. She's an experienced assistant deputy with the federal government of Canada and a longtime mental health advocate. She's a senior executive with a strong record of leadership in delivering timely, innovative, and effective business and process transformation in the Canadian federal government over the past 20 years. A longstanding advocate for human rights, diversity, and inclusion, an innovator in addressing workplace mental health and wellness. I'm excited to share our conversation, but before getting started, are you having any trouble keeping your newly remote teams engaged, effective, and connected? I can help. Text HELP to 416-834-0299 and we'll connect. Again, text me at 416-834-0299 and I will personally connect with you. Here we go. I think that... um Past crises, both personal and uh, professional, inform my comments. And I know I'm not speaking for everybody, but I am operating on the assumption that everybody on the planet wants to reduce the lifespan of this virus and ensure that we maximize survival rates. So if we understand that as a fundamental premise, then you can talk about um, what people have weathered and what encourages us about what's going on now. For me, I think the Mm -hmm. fact that people have recognized the seriousness of this problem is a hugely important thing because in previous crises where people have not in a timely way recognized the seriousness, they haven't taken action quickly enough. And so for us, if we're going to shorten the duration of the crisis and flatten this curve, the sooner everybody gets on board with with uh, preventive measures and uh, ensures that we're all doing our part, uh, the quicker we will get to a resolution. Um, that requires, though, that people, and historically this is true, people have to take direction from experts. They, they mm-hmm. can't deny the science of this, right? So, you know, in our case now, we have to self-isolate. And I think Canadians are pretty compliant and they're pretty willing to take uh, evidence-based advice. So I'm very, very um, encouraged by that. And I think it's great that it plays to our nat- national culture. Um, you know, people have uh, coined a new phrase, apparently, caremongering where uh, they're coming together, uh, they're coming together to try and help one another through this difficult period. Um, And obviously, that's hugely important, because the longer you take to comply, the longer the problem will persist, and the more people will be at risk. Through your career, I mean, you've been a longtime mental activist, and and you're really passionate about that, that work. What can you share? Or what can you tell people listening today who you know, maybe feeling this over sense of anxiety and they're not used to it. 
right? And even the shift to work from home and being isolated, this is, you know, there are pockets of society who are able to do this work from home and they've been doing it. But for those who are listening, those leaders, those those people who just shifted, like, you know, what can you share with them and how to really get through this? Wow, that's such a great question. I, I do think people's mental health is more fragile than we realize. So uh, large shifts in societal patterns like this can really destabilize people who otherwise in every way thought that their own mental health was very stable. So, you know, I don't think people should be frightened by it. And I don't think people should... Um, you know, uh, be ashamed of it. So I think one of the things we want to do is talk about it as much as possible so people don't feel stigmatized because the way to manage this is always to reach out, reach out to people around you, reach out to your network, reach out to people you trust, but reach out to people who are positive people. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that can happen is people get into a negative spiral where they talk to somebody who's also very anxious and nervous and whatever, and, and they're not making each other feel better. When you get into that spiral, try to include a third person who will actually help you see perspective and recognize that, yes, this is isolating, but... Um, it's not isolating, you know, uh, in a way that is negative. It's actually positive. You're in your home. You're safe. Uh, you know, we have food. We have uh, our our infrastructure is working. Our federal government is on the job. You know, you can hear every day, like tune in every day to the, um, I wouldn't listen to the news all day long because that's obviously meant to be a, a, a uh, information about all the negative things. But I would tune in to the noon or 1130 uh, announcements by, by various governments, both provincial and federal and municipal, about what services are available and what kinds mm-hmm. of things are being done to shore up the economy. And, um, you know, so that you can hear about actually how this risk is being mitigated. Yes, we are living in difficult times, but there are lots of people on the job. There are lots of people who are working on this. And what I take comfort in often when I feel anxious about, say, uh, investments or something that I really am not an expert in is I like to look at the experts and talk to them and hear about, for instance, today I reached out to somebody who is an investment expert and he said he had just been looking at patterns of, of economic crises since the 1960s. And he realized that every single one of them, uh, with the exception of one, which took 18 months to recover from, uh, the other, uh, the economy was back on track fully within 12 months. Well, really in a lifetime, that's not a terrible thing. I mean, one year is something we can all manage if we know that's what we're looking at and if we all trust in the systems. Um, Well, that's a really important point, uh, Shreen. Thank you for bringing that up, and we should share that resource as well uh, on the show notes, Um, especially if if your friend published that because I had conversations about that already and even with my wife, right? It's just like... And I'm like, I'm not an expert, so don't listen to anyone you're whoever's telling you advice. Let's uh, right. let's, let's let's take it and stand and like let's really look out for people who really know what they're talking about. <laughs> right, because people are get- very quick to share fear. Right. Yes. And if you if you just repeat the fear without ever looking for the actual facts, then you're really adding to the problem, and frankly, you're making yourself feel worse. One, one thing I wanted to get to, and, and you brought it up, and, and I find this is really important as we're, um, as we sit in a fairly 
everything is changing every day and you talk about reaching out and it's a great habit even just as people come to mind, just even send them a text message. But what other advice would you give, Shireen, you know, for, you know, immediately what people could do today to try to get back to a normal? Maybe it's a new normal, like we're isolated now and maybe when this airs, maybe we're all locked down, who knows? But, you know, what type of resiliency tips do you have? So that's a really great question. And these are obviously not an exhaustive list. These are just some that I I have used. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to sort of play a game with myself when something bad has happened. Um, you know, a door has closed. I didn't get a job that I thought I was going to get or something bad has happened and I feel terrible, right? I like to do two things. I like to play the game of what emotion am I actually feeling? Because often if you feel anger, for example, I have found that it's really just a protective coating where really if I dig deeper, it's grief, it's fear, it's sadness. So um, when I really identify the emotions, I can then live with them better because I feel mm-hmm. safer. Um, so I, I saw something on the internet the other day where it said, I sat with my anger long enough that she told me her real name was fear. And that really was a kind of mm. uh, good encapsulation of that exercise. And then the second exercise is around resilience. It's really almost like a children's game. So if that door is not open, what other doors are? You know, and then you can start thinking outside the box because you might have been fixated on one thing and thought, oh, I can only do that job or I can only be that thing. You know, I'm actually trained as a criminal defense lawyer. I actually thought that I would be a litigator, you know, my whole career. Right. And then opportunities came up when some doors closed, other doors opened. And I ended up being, you know, the assistant deputy minister for small business and tourism. I was the the, um, you know. Uh, Director General of Rights for uh, Federally Sentenced Offenders and Corrections. You know, I've been all kinds of, I've done all kinds of work, um, often uh, jobs that I didn't really know I could do until somebody put the opportunity in front of me. So you do have to realize how little you know about the opportunities that are out there until you have them. Yeah, no, this is amazing, Shireen. And I think I'm having, you know, you gave me some tips that I could even work on on myself and share with my immediate community as as I was listening to you. But I want to thank you for your time to really jump on this because um, this campaign, 20 Leaders, 20 Days, is very important. It's very timely. And the message that you're sharing, I think, will last past this. And it's important for us to all get through there. Before I let you go, Shreen, where could we find more information about you uh, some of the things in the work that you're doing or anything else you want to share with us today? Um, yeah, you know, the one thing that I would say, so I've spent a lot of my career working on innovation. And um, so I love the opportunity for creativity. Look, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And I do think that that is true. And I think right now we have more necessity than we've had in a long time. So people should actually listen very carefully to the needs of others because it will spark creative results for them. You know, lots of companies, Louis Vuitton, for example, uh, you know, changed their perfume factory from manufacturing perfume to manufacturing hand sanitizer when they found out there was a shortage. Right. But if they hadn't been listening to what the needs of healthcare workers were to have more hand sanitizer, no one would have in a million years thought to retool a perfume factory. Right. So. I love that. 
So the one thing I would say is that we have to really listen with intent, listen to each other, radically accept that this is where we are and not fight the fact that we are in a pandemic moment. And, you know, history will judge us on how well we work together and listen to each other and find solutions together and and do it with a sense of, you know, looking to the future and and looking after our, our children and our most vulnerable. So that's really kind of what I'm focused on is the opportunities for innovation and the opportunities to really connect with other creative people to you know, solve problems and do what we can to help each other. That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode 151, day three of CADA's 20 Leaders in 20 Days virtual shift miniseries. If you want to learn more about the miniseries, Shireen, or anything else that we discussed, please check the show notes by going to thebusinessleadership.com slash 151. Having trouble keeping your newly remote teams engaged, effective, and connected? I can help. Text HELP to 416-834-0299 and we'll connect. Again, just text me at 416-834-0299 and I will personally connect with you. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on your favorite podcast player. Thank you again. Be your best. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Help